0: behind every interesting person is a great story this is person of interest with natalie jones all right everybody what's up and welcome back to the person of interest podcast with me your host natalie jones Thank you for sticking in there with us all in 2020. We've had um, interviews all over the place, and I'm super excited about this next guest, Miss Chrissy Grody, the one and only. She is the woman behind the What the Fit podcast. In the Cincinnati scene, she is a local fitness junkie and guru. I love her so, so much. And what I love most about this podcast is that it shows all the depths of her character. There's so many layers to her that I think social media and her presence as a fitness guru doesn't really show, and I really wanted to highlight those things for y'all through this. She is a phenomenal woman, someone I've come to instantly love. I haven't given you your best friend bracelet yet, Chrissy, but don't worry, Christmas is coming. Um, She is an artist. She is a model. She is a badass corporate exec doing all these things, trainer. She explains in the podcast. She also is just a woman that has many layers to her that, uh, that are unsuspecting. And I had a fabulous time talking with her about it. We were really, really real, which is cool. No BS in this, which is what I freaking love about this Be the most. Of course, there is a little bit of costing per usual, and uh, that's about it. Deal with it. If you want to contact Chrissy, you can get her at, at Chrissy Grody on Instagram and at What the Fit Podcast. Enjoy, everybody. Her podcast can be listened to everywhere you find your podcasts. Enjoy. Oh, and also layout for this. We were talking, and I just pressed the mics on in the middle of our conversation, and then it kind of starts officially three minutes in. But I thought the first chunk of our just raw conversation was too good not to cut out. Love y'all.
1: Talk soon. Because there's it's also a trigger of like, okay, you are saying something, and you think you're right. It means that I am wrong, in what I think. And I and I don't want people to like not like me or think that I'm not doing something right. So I'm like those feelings are triggered and I just want to like justify how I'm feeling to them. It's like a story post, not to me. Right. (laughs) Okay, like psychological problems happening. Mm -hmm. And so I'm practicing like sitting with the discomfort of like the rage bubbling inside. That's like, okay, this isn't going to last forever. Mm -hmm. What's
0: this feeling that's coming up? That's a really great way to be. Actually, that's what I... It's um, hard. That's what I practiced when I quit drinking for a year Uh and I quit smoking. I mean, now I quit smoking, you know? Yeah. So um, those feelings, I just feel like that's what people always told me when I, like, the year that I didn't drink and wasn't... And also during that time, I didn't... I always go... used to always go in and out of smoking cigarettes, you know? Yeah. Um... And it was just like just sitting with that uncomfortable feeling of whatever comes up because all of a sudden you start feeling a whole lot more when you're not like, yeah. you, know I mean? you know And then totally. you just get more and more used to it. No, so good yeah. for you. I know. It's one of those strengths. I know. You're just getting stronger and stronger every day. And I
1: just don't respond. I had someone like interact with something that I posted mm-hmm. that was like maybe meant to be inflammatory. And I was just like, I don't have to respond to you. Like, you can say whatever you want to me in my DM. I can leave you on scene. I don't have to reply. You
0: Yeah, you do not. I do not. And what I feel like, this is what I don't understand. I don't know if I'm, like, if I'm cancel culturing, which I don't think that that's healthy
1: for a- anyone. No, we talked about this on the podcast when you came on that podcast. Yes. No to cancel culture. Yeah,
0: absolutely
1: not. Absolutely but also, not.
0: If someone is offending me or in my way not bringing me anything, I'll mute you. So is that the same thing? Okay. I don't know.
1: So this also came up because I had the urge to say, I'm gonna mute this person's stories. Yeah. And this person is a friend of mine. Yeah. And then I was like, This is this is you creating even more of an echo chamber then. Mm-hmm. Like you should see things that you don't agree with. That's okay. You don't have to agree with everything that you're gonna see. Yeah. So like one I left it I did not mute it because I was like it, it I think there's a difference between muting someone that like genuinely like brings you like discomfort and harm and like makes you feel gross or maybe gets you into like a comparison game or something like that. But this was just like. This was plain and simple. She had a different opinion and view than me, mm. so I was like, "This isn't the thing to mute." Yeah, I need to see that.
0: I mostly just put. I mostly just mute when people overpost and are annoying, but I still like adore them as people. But I'm like, your social media game is so lame to me. I just can't. No, <laughs> I, I, I absolutely. Is that bad, but I feel like all of us should do that. I'm like, yes. If you spend a lot of your time on social media like yes. I do, I'm yes. like, I don't want to look at your stuff. Like I love no. you. I can support you in other ways. Like 100%. this is not it.
1: It was a great feature that Instagram did. We don't have to unfollow. I know. We can just quietly Ah. say, no, thank you. I'm not participating in this part of your life. Well, Chrissy
0: Grody, um, I want to officially introduce you to, thank you for coming on the Person of Interest podcast with me, Natalie Thank you for having me. I have been on your podcast, which is the What the Fit podcast, which I freaking love because fitness is a huge part of my life. And I feel like I don't really talk about it enough, but I um, exercise every single day. And um, the more and more that I'm getting into the fitness community in Cincinnati, my life just keeps getting better and better. I love to hear that. Super cool. Yeah. And your podcast is part of that journey. Yeah and if anybody hasn't followed it, please go follow, follow her personal page as well. She's amazing.
1: Please follow the personal page at Chrissy Grody. Okay, so I'm gonna- scoot. We can end it now, we're done. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go, good luck, you're welcome, okay? Um, no, but so you're like, I love you and, and your friendship and everything about your spirit, you know? For so many you. reasons. I feel like you're one of those friends that I'm like, oh my God, I know her, oh my God. <laughs> And also, like you, you work really hard. You're very genuine. You live your life by on your own terms, and you're yeah, also right. uh, making your passions like something that you're giving back to the world. And you, and you also though you are married. You are yep. a college educated woman. I am a college educated woman, and you are a corporate real job badass. All in the same regard. Yeah, yeah. And you do a whole lot, and
1: like you've been through some shit, and like yeah. I just mad respect yeah first you know? generation my dad was born in puerto rico mm-hmm. came to the u.s. when he was 17 learned english when he joined the navy well i didn't know that this is even oh my god continue do you, do you, wait we I, yeah they I, I told you the story of my my birth right i was born in atlantic city mm. my dad was a pit boss in the casino my mom <laughs> was a cocktail waitress oh my Oh, I'm not. oh, my God, knowing this is... Okay, continue, yes. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I thought for sure you knew this story. This if you told like me when I was drinking ethos... a lot of Whispering Angel... Oh, that was probably it. Okay. Um, no, yeah, the, the ethos of my souls is born of my parents. And so, yeah, they had me... I was born in Atlantic City. My grandma and my aunt mm-hmm. were waiting, you know, for the, the birth to happen. And the only place that was open was the strip club across the street from the hospital that is no longer there. So they had to, like, go get coffee at the strip club as, like, the, the dancers were, like, wrapping up. But everyone in my family worked in casinos. Like, that was the economy. We lived right across the bridge of Atlantic City, and that's what everyone did for a job. Oh, my gosh. So I, like, grew up, like, running around the casino.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. I did not and know that. I,
1: it, like, I feel a special pull and energy and fusion, like, around neon lights, bright lights. Yeah. The sling of a slot machine the pulse of some dance music. Yes. It's like running through my veins. This it this explains so much. <laughs> this explains so much. I'm so happy I'm finding this out
0: right now. So when in the world did your family come to Ohio, the Canton area of Ohio?
1: So my mom and her family are from Canton. Okay. My grandma and my grandpa moved to Atlantic City because my grandpa was in construction remodeling and they were building casinos. Yeah. I think he actually, like, built Trump's casino. Oh, gotcha. Um, And... Yeah, so they lived in Atlantic City for a while, and um, that's where my mom met my dad. And then we moved to Florida for a little bit to be near his family, because his family came from Puerto Rico to Florida, and then eventually went back to Canton to be with my mom's family. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then left Canton at 18 and never looked back. And you left at 18 to go to Miami-Oxford. Yes. And then that's where you met your hubby. Yes, we met there, but didn't date until a couple of years after we graduated. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I was obsessed with him. He didn't know who I was. That's a... <laughs> love that (laughs) he did know who he was he did say hi to me one time when we were walking to class i mean he's a babe so (laughs) i can see how i can see how that would happen wait so what did you study in school strategic communication Mm. which is miami's fancy way of saying public relations gotcha yeah okay so so did i you see yeah yeah yeah. and uh, we i think we talked about this when you came on my podcast too i wanted i had every Every desire, every plan to go to grad school after mm-hmm. I left Miami, that was like my one-track mind. I'm going to go to George Washington University. I'm going to enroll in a master's of public relations. Mm-hmm. And then I went to Colorado for the first time, <laughs> saw the Rocky Mountains, realized there might be something bigger than the little bubble that I've grown up in and known, yeah. and, and really knew what I had known all along was that this you were just going to grad school because you're too afraid to do the next thing in your life, like school's comfortable, right? I've been doing school yeah. for how long? I know how that works. What I'm really shying away from is like this is a transition, and transition. So, so what hard. did you do after that? So I cried in my grandma's basement for mm-hmm. two days. Okay. Uh, canceled, like told school I'm not coming. Broke my lease in D.C. and then I'm just immediately started looking for a job and I had no idea how to even job search. I didn't even have a, I never even went to a career fair or like a resume writing workshop or anything. Same. I still have I still have never made a resume. Well, I can help you th- with that now, but. <laughs> <laughs> I might need one sometime, okay. Yeah. <laughs> My friend um, had, had just graduated too and was a Miami business school graduate. They have like every re- resource available to them. He was an accountant, he got recruited by like big four. And he was the one that said, you should be a recruiter. And I was like, what the, What does a recruiter do? Mm-hmm. He was like, just look for jobs in HR. I was like, okay, I have literally nothing else that I don't know what to do, yeah. so let's just do that. Um, yeah, got like an entry-level generalist HR role for a small company in Columbus. And it was great first gig, because I got to try out everything of HR, recruiting, benefits, employee relations, like payroll, you know, all the stuff. And then I was like, okay, recruiting is the most fun for sure. Then moved to Cincinnati, worked for Total Quality Logistics. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows TQL, right? As a campus recruiter. And that was like the most fun. I just go into like yeah, Vanderbilt, really University good. of Tennessee, OU, Miami, OSU, and just got to like hang out with college kids and be like, you want a job? Oh Do like God. classroom presentations. Yes, like a sounds like so Career much fun. fair, handing so out the perfect. sunglasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then came to the company that I'm at now. So I've been there for seven years. Wow. Work in talent acquisition, own like corporate professional recruiting in North America. So all of that, Bad
0: Ash is a team underneath you, all these things. (laughs) And also, I just want to tell everyone is... Ten o'clock in the morning and Chrissy is wearing a mini a leather mini skirt and a biker jacket (laughs) and heels
1: and it's just fabulous. And glitter tights. I had to show up for you. I know, girl.
0: When I'm wearing my most comfortable Well, um, and also (laughs) I don't
1: go I don't leave the house for work. I work from home. So I never get to do Mm. like a dress during the day moment. Mm. And I love putting together a fit.
0: Yes, me too. I love it. I would say I think my favorite thing in the world to do is to put together a great outfit.
1: I agree. Like as I'm falling to sleep at night, it's like what lulls me into a peaceful dream. I'm like, what will I wear next? Oh and my god. I just like plan the
0: outfit. Oh my god! Yes, and I can say that's why I get so uptight about gaining five pounds because to some people, that five pounds means you can't wear your favorite skirt and look fabulous. You know?
1: Yeah, and that is like annoying.
0: Twenty pressure or stress. I would say. You know, I feel like we can all relate to that. Of like, Ugh, yes. it's just like that five annoying, five stress pounds right now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Anyway. But I want to know more about, so, I mean, I I feel like I know you through What the Fit is How Mm -hmm. We Met, you know, like, why did you want to start the podcast?
1: So I always wanted to start a podcast. I think it started probably around, like, 2013 when I was listening to Joe Rogan Daddy mm-hmm. Rogan, Papa Rogan. Oh, my God. I love. love him so much.
0: I hate, don't you hate when you um, find people that you really love and then you look at their personal life and you're like, they're married. I hate him. And now I feel like a 13-year-old all over again.
1: Anyway. I I, I just like, think I want him to be my dad. I don't want to marry him.
0: <laughs> I mean, he has daughters that are like 17. Yeah,
1: truly. So. Fr- yeah. yeah. so I was visiting to him. And even before then, I guess it started when I was like six in the bathtub, I would pretend to be interviewing someone and then mm-hmm. also be the one being interviewed so it would just be like talking back and forth conversation to myself like having these pretend conversations yeah. probably came from like watching Oprah like some talk show She's right same yeah failure, yeah, yes yes so that has has always been there for sure and then I would think Joe Rogan has this podcast I could have a podcast but I had no idea what it looked like or yeah. There was nothing concrete in my mind. And it would just always live in the back of my head, like in the shower. It would pop mm-hmm. up. I'd be thinking about it. I'd just kind of be fantasizing about it. And then one day I went to work. I went to lunch with some coworkers. Mm-hmm. And this woman I was at lunch with was like, oh, these, these two girls, they started this podcast, yada, yada, yada. I don't remember what the podcast was. I, don't, I just had this feeling that what if someone starts my podcast before I do? hmm. And at the time, ClassPass had just come to Cincinnati. So this was like early 2018. So ClassPass, right, allows you to try a bunch of different fitness studios. You don't have to be committed to having a membership at one place. You can bounce around, which we didn't have that opportunity before. If you wanted to try new classes, it was like, okay, $25, $20 drop-in every time. A class you could have a class pass membership for $35 yeah. a month and then just try out a bunch of places. So it really like expanded the scope of like what's out there in the Cincinnati fitness community. Yeah. Um, I was working with Cycle Bar at the time for like their young professionals group. So I was kind of like involved there and I met a woman named Andy. And she was kind of my partner in crime when it came to trying these new fitness studios. She was the only person I'd met who like loved working out as much as I did. We would try these places. We would chat with people. And so at that lunch when I found out those people were starting the podcast, I texted her. And we had not ever talked about this before. And I was like, do you want to start a podcast? And she replied back. She's like, Yes, hi, of course. Let's do it. And I'm like, yes, Andy, great. Okay, um, we can just like talk to people in like the health and wellness and fitness community. Like you have contact, Your she's also a, a fitness trainer, was teaching at Cycle Bar. You know, I love going to group fitness. I love mm-hmm. to just try a bunch of new things. Like we could just yes. we could just do. Isn't we could the do. Best? Oh my god! And she's like, all right, let's do it. So so we started with the fit. We released the first episode, July of 2018. Um, that next January, so January of like 2019, uh, she came to me and she was like, this is yours. It's always (laughs) been yours. Like it's your dream. It's your passion. I don't want to hold you back. You know, at that time we were doing like every other, a biweekly release of the podcast. And I was like, I really want to move to a weekly. And, and she was just like, the appetite for me is not there. You need to just run with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I just like kind of took, I took it over beginning of of 2019 and so i've been been doing it alone ever since yeah we do weekly release every friday and now you know what i think i'm gonna this is like a person of interest exclusive Uh uh-huh i just made the decision i'm gonna start releasing two episodes a week (gasps) i'm gonna so right now like the format of the podcast is there's an intro there's Mm -hmm. an intro portion of the podcast and i developed that and wrote that So that Andy and I would have time to connect. My past guest co-host would have Mm -hmm. time to connect together before we talked to a main guest. So we would always run through the same three intro questions. Your favorite workout of the week, Mm -hmm. the thing you want to talk about, health, wellness, fitness, like whatever's going on Mm -hmm. in your mind you want to talk about. And then the wild card, which would be quick. What's your coffee order? What's your favorite Christmas movie? Whatever it was. And then we'd have the main guest. When Andy left, I didn't want to lose that intro part. Mm-hmm. I like loved the ritual and the routine of that the part of the show. And so then I started bringing past guests back on to do the intro. So I'm like, this is great. It's a chance for listeners to reconnect with someone they might have heard a while ago, see what they're up to. Mm-hmm. People can come back on. You know, just kind of create that that community. And so now, what I think I'm going to do is I'm gonna I'm separating the two out. I'm going to separate the intro of the podcast to be its own episode. I think I'm going to call it the What the Fit Snippet. Okay. And that's going to come out on Wednesday and then I'll still keep our main guest interviews on to release on Friday. Okay. And so now we're doing, like... I it's love this, so, by the way. It's so fun. And you're fun. taking phone calls now and everything? Yes. People can call into the voicemail. Call into the What The Fit voicemail. The number's in the Instagram bio.
0: I always think of things to see. I just, you, why haven't you called me? Because it's, like, in the moment when I'm, like, running. And I'm like, ooh, I think of
1: that. And then I'm done running. And, like, it's a whole different mind frame. I don't I forget. No, you know I understand. But it's fun. Yeah. People call in. They leave the voicemail. I respond back. It's so, it's so fun for me. Like, talk about, like like comic creativity like this is the the place where i just like get to it feels so like such a great creative outlet that i can really just like kind of start to work on like some jokes and some like i have no no aspirations to be a stand-up comedian absolutely Uh not i do not want to get on stage and tell jokes that's why i think podcasts are like the best form because you can just be like if I'm feeling funny and good it like just, let's just throw it just out yourself. Stick, yeah. like whatever it is and so the voicemails give me that opportunity for sure oh nice yeah well I do if
0: love listening I like the. um the voicemail, I mean, I, it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. You know how you were talking about how sometimes you see people like, what if somebody starts my podcast? Yeah. I see things, other ideas that people are doing or like ones that I've thought of before like all the time. Dude, see,
1: I couldn't deal with that. And I'm like, oh, again. My freaking deal real job is getting
0: in the way. Yeah, Not just yeah. radio job, but like in the past. Right, you know what I mean? right, right. Oh my God. No. Well, I want to just take this opportunity just to ask. I just want to learn more about you. Okay.
1: So like <laughs> I don't want to like start sweating, right? <laughs> I love to be on the other side. Like I want to be in your seat. No, I want to know <laughs> things of like what do you eat
0: for breakfast. Mm. What are, what are like your days like? Um, sure. How you know what I mean? I love that you drive a Tesla because I'm a, I'm I'm an environmentalist. Even though I just bought a Jeep, but I'm like into the environment. You yeah. No, yeah, I um, totally see that. And like yeah, so like how does
1: it? How does how does all that work in okay. your world? So. We'll start with breakfast. Okay. Breakfast right now is the same every single day. And it has been the same every single day for the past like seven weeks because as part of where I am right now in my fitness journey and my season of life when it comes to fitness is that I am working with a strength coach with the specific goal of increasing overall strength. Mm -hmm. I have never, we talked about, you know, I've bounced around. I loved group fitness. I we want to be at a yoga class and I want to be at a hit class and I mm-hmm. want to be in a boxing class, which is just great. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but it is difficult to kind of monitor your progress and your growth with, without a specific goal in mind where mm-hmm. you're like training towards that. And it's something that I preach on the podcast all the time about having performance-based goals versus an aesthetic goal. Yes. I like love that. Like we have this campaign that. against the word tone. Don't you? If you're going like saying what's your goal? You're talking to a trainer, you're talking to a nutritionist, whatever and, and you're going to say to get toned. What does that mean? That's a moving target. It's your, it's it's your perception of how you look, Like, there's nothing you can measure. Someone's v- version of tone is different from your version of tone. But you know what's the same? Can you do a push-up? Can you do a pull-up? Can you lift 250 pounds off the ground? How do you feel about like it's uh, consistent? How
0: do you feel about I have a goal to fit into a pair of jeans?
1: Um, that's more of aesthetic that's more of an aesthetic I think yeah. and I think that i I think that you will it it could lend itself to leaving you feel unsatisfied mm-hmm. because you're like okay yeah I fit I fit into that pair of jeans then what it, it feels a little empty to me yeah versus like, you're tracking something like my goal for example is that I want to deadlift 300 pounds by the end of the year I want to pick 300 pounds it sounds insane like my strength coach told me this was a goal and I was like three I'm gonna pick up 300 pounds but then week over week you can see it's like a clear marker. I can see I picked up this weight this week now I'm picking up this weight it's so like you can't argue with it you can't get in your head about it well you're like what if the jeans stretched out well what you know okay these you know what i mean like there's so many like arbitrary things that it's like you can't argue you can't really question the numbers and then just to take a a size or a time frame right i want to be fit before i go to cabo in january like whatever (laughs) like take that away where it's like this is it feels so good and that confidence that you get from saying i'm going to do something and then doing it it translates to like every other area of your life. Anyways, I'm getting on such a, a tangent. My breakfast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I forgot what <laughs> we were talking breakfast. about. Whatever, yeah. So because I have these very specific strength mm-hmm. goals right now, and because I've never, while I've been very active my whole life and worked out all the time, I've never done this type of training, yeah. strength training. So I need, to, I need help with eating for that goal. And so I'm working with a nutrition coach. And so my breakfast here we go. Ten minutes later. It's always the same. One egg, three egg whites, two pieces of Dave's Killer Bread with a oh. tablespoon of peanut butter on each. Crunchy. Nice. Absolutely crunchy. Dave. Um, two pieces of turkey bacon. Now, depending on where I am with my training, so like for this week, she gave me more food, and so I have a, a banana with the peanut butter. So it'll depend on like where I am with my training, where I'm progressing with strength. Um, how I'm feeling, like all that. She'll, she'll kind of adjust the food. Wow. Depending on so like to me. Sometimes I- the grapefruit, sometimes blueberries. Mm. And have you, found, have you seen any, like, do you track your actual
0: weight or your body measurements? Or is that changing?
1: Yeah. So I do have to, I have to send her my weight every week. And I take pictures. So I've, I've only been doing this for seven weeks. So I, have, I will send pictures at the start and then every month going forward. Um, but it was really important for me going into this where I said my goal is to get stronger my goal is to not lose weight and this is a totally new shift for me or like recent shift for me I was like I really my whole life can't just be about losing weight yeah. which is which is truly where it's come from in a place if you've seen yeah. things of like you know you get asked goals or dreams or like whatever and before like my mind seriously would always be to like going to a weight and I'm like this is it. This is my yeah. whole life. That's what I'm dreaming about. That's what my goal is, is to oh, be smaller. You. Like, I, like I learning that. Yeah. It takes time. It takes yeah. so much time. Um, so I was very specific with her of like, this is, this is my goal. So she's, she's feeding me to support those lifts. It, it happens too that. Like, yes, I think I've lost four pounds over seven weeks mm-hmm. and, and definitely I can like see changes in my body uh which is which is great i feel amazing yeah, like i'm like I, every you just gotta like i'm trying well, to like, focus on how i feel in my performance in the gym and taking like a, a weight out of the equation i think this is
0: so great because you're making progress and also like the breakfast yeah. you just described to me like to me that seems like a lot of food
1: like i usually just
0: like have I a smoothie am, and coffee and try
1: to uh, i not eating eat as much as more than i more carbs for sure than I have eaten in the last ten years, wow. and I'm losing weight. And if oh my god, if we can take like one thing away, mm-hmm. the carbs are not bad for you. It's so true. I feel like I always also lose weight
0: or whatnot when I'm eating more for my body. and that includes like having toast with no guilt.
1: No, and just going my, yeah, I, and like I have carbs with she the kind of the plan that I'm on. There's like five different meals. I have mm-hmm. carbs with four out of those five meals and there's a snack that has carbs too girl you go no it's this is a preach i mean i like just i love listening to this it's it's i think it's so hard to get out of that mindset as women though and i have a really good friend shout out since he fit foodie um who's a nutritionist a Mm -hmm. registered dietitian she works a lot with women on their fitness goals and nutrition plans. And part of that process is like the start of like, okay, keep a food logs. Let me see where you are, what's going on. Mm-hmm. And almost every time, classic, classic examples, women are not eating enough. And they think that I have to exercise more and I have to eat less in order to lose weight. And I, I am think. telling you, I am exercising less. I strength train three days a week with Johnny. I walk every day, like I say active. I might do a random workout class here and there. I mm-hmm. do a really long hike every Sunday. But before I would do, I, I came from a place before. I would do two workouts a day. Yeah. And I think that wouldn't be enough. And I'm just restricting, restricting, restricting. Gotcha. So it's like, and I and I know there may be, be people listening. Soul. I know cuz I have heard other people say these things that I'm saying right now too and I'd be like, "Okay, yeah, maybe for you." Yeah. You just got to try. Good for you, though. I mean, I'm very happy and proud of you. Was it hard for you to eat more and to do this and to follow this regimen? At, at this point, it wasn't. And also because I really trust the yeah. woman that I'm working with nu- for nutrition. Uh, but at a later time in my life or a previous time in my life, that would have been so difficult. I would have yeah. absolutely tried to cheat it. I would have been like, well, I'm just like, not. I'm going to do half yeah. of that. We've talked about this before. And yeah. like
0: um I feel like you and I share similar stories and what with like most women, yeah, that
1: body image and weight has been a thing forever. I know a lot of women, I have a lot of close relationships with women that I pride myself on. I do not know, me personally, I do not know a single woman who has not struggled with body image disordered eating, yes, a disordered relationship to fitness. I don't know one, me either, and we, um.
0: Dude, same. Like I started running before school when I was in the fourth grade. Bit, like little Nate Jones who I had a bowl cut and wore yeah. like um boys Air Maxes because I like because I thought I was fat and like loved doing sit-ups oh, and yeah. and you know what's crazy about it when like when I was a kid and l- would watch all these stories about girls being anorexic like those like, those like there's like dare videos that are
1: like ska- to scare you or like you. life or like lifetime shows Yes, I li- was
0: always like oh my god that girl's so skinny of her hip bones like I was always like trying to learn like, something Like it
1: yes yes, yes. Oh, my god. i was like I had a really my deepest darkest time with eating disorder was my freshman year of college. Mm-hmm. I was super unhappy, and I actually went to John Carroll my freshman year, John Carroll yeah. University, before I transferred to Miami. And I was deep in these like glorified anorexia blogs mm-hmm. where you could see people almost. Do you remember Live Journal? No. Do you have know Live Journal? It was it was just like an online diary basically, mm-hmm. and it women would just post like what they ate and it would be like the smallest amount or, like how they're feeling about eating whatever and I would just like sit on these yes. like websites to to like watch and not really watching you know, it was all like reading basically and that like just would try to go as long as I could without eating. Yeah. Would try to exercise with sweatshirts on, just whatever and and the and the really messed up part about it is like I I did lose weight and I had so many rewards from that. You know, like yeah. people were like you look great
0: or like, you know, but did you ever have us? Did you ever struggle? Were you ever um, obese or, yes. or or really overweight? Yes, you were.
1: <laughs> oh no my way! gosh. I did not know. How this. did I have to show you the picture okay. of LD 45? Lady dragons. 45 is me in the eighth grade. My basketball picture. I was a post post. Uh, I was very overweight. So, like, I was in Weight Watchers meetings by the time I was, like, 10.
0: Oh, wow. Yes.
1: Which is why I have such a good personality. <laughs> because... <laughs> and I was a boy. Was I was a screaming, but I was a boy. I, ugly didn't, boy I, was... I didn't, like, come into <laughs> the, the Chrissy that you see <laughs> yes. here until much later in life. But I was always, like, ve- I mean, I don't mean to brag, but very popular. I had a lot of friends because yeah. I had to have a good personality. <laughs> it was all that I had. <laughs> But yeah, I was, I was overweight and, um, you know, as you got and a lot of it was maybe puberty stuff, hormonal, like going on when I was younger, I had a pretty traumatic childhood. I would
0: say the the trauma around that I've heard, I think when you're a kid
1: really, really affects you. Yeah. Yeah. And people overlook that way too much. Right. And so as I got older, like I was, I mean, I would say always probably a good, like, average like 20 30 40 pounds overweight wow, wow. yeah yeah wow. so that first year that year when I stopped eating I probably dropped like 20 pounds
0: oh god that sucks and then it supported yes and it's... then you create this normal of, yes I haven't eaten anything yes. how do I maintain this? yes what yes did you do
1: from there uh, I struggled with it for a lot of years like yeah. all, all throughout college my I was weight fluctuated up and down um I internalized a lot of my worth around how small I was. Did
0: you feel like your personal relationship suffered? No. Oh, good, no, I feel, I feel like that's a big thing. So, I feel like in my life, I've had similar struggles, and I feel like I would always you know, that's why she smoked cigarettes for so long or like drank so much because I like didn't want to eat, mm-hmm. but I would always be starving, yeah. And so, I would just like drink or smoke, and it was just like then just do crazy stuff, you yeah. Know? But no, I feel I like don't... my personal relationship struggled because I was so overwhelmed by like, I would not like, I've been asked to go in the Grand Canyon a couple times, and I wouldn't go because I couldn't be in a bathing suit at 28 years old. Oh. The thought of being in a bathing suit for a month long. Freaking
1: wrecked me. Even yeah. though,
0: like, I was just, I've always I been, mean, me, I mean, I know? definitely
1: sat out on certain social, social situations yeah. like that at a pools or whatever. But I don't think the opportunity was great enough for it to, it didn't, it didn't ever affect my, my social, my friendships or anything like that. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, romantic relationships for sure. I was not romantically involved with anyone, like, really seriously through college, like, a couple years after. It, it was not until, I went to it used to be called the Landmark Forum. I don't really know what it's called now, but basically it's this weekend of like intensive therapy. Really just intensive self actualization and in and realization that anything that has happened to you or anything that happens to anyone you make it mean something. We as humans, we attach meaning to things mm-hmm. and we write stories about them. And if we're writing these stories, we make that realization that this is a story. I'm saying my mom did this. My dad did this. It, I made it mean I'm not lovable. I made it mean I'm not enough. Mm-hmm. If we get that part of it, we can then say, OK, well, I'm going to write a new story. Yeah. And so it was really formative for me this weekend. I hadn't seen my dad. My dad left when I was 10, like walked out, never saw him again. At 20, I guess I was like probably like 24, I called him and was like, hey, you know, I hadn't talked to him in how." I'm not gonna match. Oh,
0: hold on. Can I, can I backtrack for a second? Yeah. I mean, of course you put this together, but I want to like put words to it. That when you were ten is when he started to gain a lot of weight, and that's also yes. when your dad left.
1: Yes. Oh yeah. There's definitely there's got there's definitely something yeah. like going on there. Uh, you don't realize that at the time, though, you're a child. No. Like, how yeah, can yeah. you know? But but yeah, I had a conversation with him that was kind of like you know you, are a person that made your own choices and lived life the way that you chose to do. It doesn't have to have. An effect on me, and I'm kind of like releasing you of of what I've hold, what I've held against you, or Good like for held you, you to. The freedom, yeah. Of forgiveness. Yeah, and it was that year that I had my first romantic relationship. Girl,
0: oh, you you know, people die resentful and never do this. So many people do. Good for you. Congratulations. Yeah. What was your inspiration to go on this weekend?
1: So I did it at first when I was like 13. I I my aunt had gotten into it and she was like, I think you should do this. And it was good. And I got a lot, I got kind of like a foundation, but I think you're too young still Mm -hmm. then. Like you don't have enough life experiences. Um, So then I kind of, you know, was reminded of that experience and, and had graduated by then and was like, cause it's expensive. It was like making money on my own where I was like, okay, I think I like want to pay for this and do it again. Yeah. yeah, I went back and um, it was real. It was, it was super helpful but wow, I think then since brave yeah it was tough but I think since then um the the relationship with food it didn't stop that like it, it had become easier to manage I think yeah. once you again you whenever I have these feelings which absolutely still come up now mm-hmm. uh, that I want to criticize my body or I want to you know think that I need to restrict, or I need to change myself. That to me is a check engine light of like something else is going on. Yeah. It's not your body, it's not your weight. What else do you have to address and take care of? Mm-hmm. That it's that is the easy outlet to say, okay, well, I, I must. There's something wrong with me. I have to change my my body because I, X, Y, and Z.
0: Yeah. Oh, good for
1: you. But it's it, amazing. It's still it's so that, like, I, but so now it's but, still. It's still. I I feel like it's always going to be a struggle. It's it's a part of you, yeah. you know, but do you
0: know anyone though? So I feel like, I know we talked about this before, but like in the fitness community, I feel like that right there that you're talking about, I can relate to and so can so many people in the fitness world Yeah. and how do you make it, um, I feel like it's everybody's journey. Now that I feel like I have some perspective on it and I watch influencers and just professionals all along the way, see, I feel like most people. Evolve into where you are now. Like eventually, it happens, and but you have to go through it. And oh, sharing yeah. that, I think, is really beautiful. I just had such a nerd moment, but well, like, it's really. I, th- I think that really sometimes
1: great. we can see on social media, you know, a bunch of squares on a grid of someone being like, "I was struggling, and now I'm good," mm-hmm. and it's like that. Well, what happened? Like, I'm not saying that's impossible, yeah. but. It almost seems like well you must have this superpower that I don't have and I'm always going to be thinking about how many calories I'm taking in, how many calories I'm putting out. I'm always going to be worried about mm. how I look. Do and th- it, and it's and you can grow from it. You can you can grow. Do you still do you still Peru think it. about um
0: yes. Hold on, I don't want to distract you, but do you do you think about calorie intake now?
1: Um, no, I would say I don't really think about calorie intake as much because I'm also just more educated on, on nutrition and obviously, you know, talking to all these people in the fitness and, and wellness community. And I think it's important to note too, the physical fitness piece, of course, is an aspect, but but on the podcast, like we talk about so much more than, yeah. I mean, really, if, if I'm being honest, like the physical fitness is almost like this little this little, like, open the door to, like, actually, we're talking about your mental health. I know, You know what right? I mean? <laughs> like, yes. it's really and so much about I how think... do we take care of ourselves as humans to be our optimal, most, quote unquote, fit selves, however that looks, which is why, you know, I end. What does it mean to you? I, yeah. I end, I end every question with what, I, I end every interview with the guest with the question, what does being fit mean to you? And each one is different. Each, each answer is different, which is beautiful. mean, what does being fit mean to you? So I have to borrow. I heard a, a response from this gentleman on my podcast. Um, it was with Brad Wise and Joey Taylor of Bespoken Live. They also have a podcast, Bespoken. And he said that being fit is being exceedingly kind to myself. Mm, that's right. So whenever, if you can operate from this place of making choices with the end goal of being exceedingly kind to yourself like how can you not be fit and I think to add on to that being fit is being able to have this self-awareness to know what you need in that moment like do I need to go to a happy hour with my friends and like that's going to be the thing that's going to be the the Mm. best for me do I need to rest do I need to push you know, I, I think that, and only you can know that. And that, and like being fit is like the whole journey of understanding what do I need in this moment? How, do, how am I going to take care of myself in the best way? And how do you find that out? I think that you have to pay attention. I think yeah. you have to pay attention to yourself. Really, really be mindful And okay, after I get done hanging out with this person, how do I feel? Mm-hmm. After I eat this food, how do I feel? I have to do this, ex- while I'm doing this exercise, how do I feel? And, of course, there's you have to struggle. Like, you have to do hard shit. That's part of life. Like, it's not yeah. just going to be like, choose the easy path. Yeah. But, I mean, the path that's going to be good for you is is sometimes a path that's really difficult. So it's, I think it's just, like, practice, life, experience, like, having good people around you, community. And trial and error, of course. Like, it, you're going to mess up. Is
0: it hard for you or easier now
1: to listen to yourself than it was before you started this podcast? It is easier for me I wouldn't say that it I have mastered it by any means but in the early days a lot of the conversation was about like I feel guilty for Mm. not working out or I feel guilty because I want to take a rest day and like I don't I don't have that anymore yeah for sure like there's been there's been a big evolution there but um good for you don't you love those moments
0: where now I feel like I've changed in a way to where um, when I don't give myself rest, in my mind, my logic is like, Natalie, you're like, if you went to that class right now or if you did something, then, like, come on, kid. You've just been, like, you'd, you'd be putting yourself back. You're going to end up worse. Yeah. And I didn't think that way two years ago. Yeah, see, that's you know? great.
1: Like, we have to pay attention those kind of mile, those milestones. But, I mean, I also had to go through, I think, yeah, probably... 20, I would say, like, last year, from, like, August to kind of the end of the year, Mm -hmm. I was in, like, serious, serious burnout mode. Like, I was in a really, really bad place. I hear you on that. How did you deal? I mean, I didn't. I I kept going. Like, I Mm. just kept... I just kept pushing myself. And honestly, the pandemic that came like beginning of 2020, like that helped. I don't yeah, I same. cannot say that I would have same. been able to step back as much as I did um, if it hadn't have been for that.
0: Wow, I agree with the same thing. But by the time that like it came in March, I was like. All right, I'm ready for this. But now, to be really honest, I know I, know. I don't think my boss listens to this. Er, no, um, I feel incredibly burnt out again. Yeah, and I like I don't know how. It's so t- that's it's why such I feel a like I like to be. I try so hard to find a way to balance it out, and like I just don't know what it is. You know?
1: Yeah, it's we trying, but you seem to me as someone who has like mastered it. No, you know? I have not mastered it. I have absolutely not mastered it. I have realized though, and maybe I'll offer that you can think about this. I've used being busy, having a full schedule, to push off trauma or uncomfortable feelings mm-hmm. that I don't want to deal with, and so a lot of that started. You know, we we talked about this. My brother, my younger brother, passed away yeah. in a motorcycle accident, July of 2018. So God, almost like
0: so recent.
1: Yeah, a couple of years ago, and it was it was about two weeks after we released the first episode of the podcast. Whoa. Um, and I I fully was like, I'm not, I can't, I'm not going to stop doing this thing that I love. You know, I just mm-hmm. started. I felt like I was just kicking off this dream that I'd had for so long and, and almost as kind of like a tribute to him and, and to honor what I know I loved. I was like, I have to keep going. But I really used the podcast work in building and networking for the podcast as like well I'm just so busy like I have so much to do like I can't deal with the fact that I am like have to grieve or I am grieving mm-hmm. or that I'm, my heart is fucking ripped open you know yeah so that was a good realization so sometimes when I start again to find myself overscheduling or find myself in this burnout mode I'm like mm-hmm. hey are you are you doing something Always dealing with trauma. We're all always dealing with trauma. I know. Your attitude
0: about it is so great. You must have really gone through it in like a crazy healthy manner. Because if anybody, I, I just feel like
1: I'm. No, I don't uh, think I did.
0: I don't know. I feel like But you all, do we,
1: come out on the other side of it.
0: Right? Do you feel like you came out on the other side? I mean, like, you seem to be a thriving, successful woman, you know. you Like, what I, what I, what I thought, what I just, well, what I define as success is someone who has like a thriving personal life with great relationships. I to do me, have that. I to absolutely me that is success. have that. And to be really honest, I feel like that's like a part of my life. I've moved around so much that mm. is like that is lacking. And I feel like I try so hard at work and with my parents and stuff, but somehow I'm always like, like I met up with drinks with a friend recently, and he told me I was a bad friend. He <gasps> legit said to my face, "You're a bad friend." Oh. And my response was, "Well, I don't prioritize you because I honestly don't really like you." So I'm like, "So why am I here anyway?" <laughs> so I'm
1: gonna leave now. Yeah. And but, but I- thank you for yeah. helping me. Prune this br-
0: brush. Br- no, but bush, br- whatever, but, but it was a like... wake up call where I was like, to be honest, I haven't a shitty friend to you because I didn't like make any effort or didn't make it apparent that I didn't really want to be your friend. I guess I I kept him, I strung him along enough, just enough because I felt bad, yeah. and then but then I realized I wasted a lot of time even thinking about that, yeah, and like wasn't thriving on other relationships
1: because I was so worried about exercising and work. Yeah, you know? well, I uh, something that I gained i always knew this but something that was very clear to me when my brother died was that relationships and the connections that you have with other people are the most, most important, important things thing. no one cares about how much money you had in your bank account no one cares about the job you did all we heard after his death and he was 26 when he died so he and he was oh super yeah. super social yeah huge following on instagram 42,000 followers mm-hmm. like had been on a couple reality TV shows, was just, like, <laughs> killing it, right? And we had so many people, people that didn't even know him personally, DMing me, like, I never met your brother, I would go to his page every day, like, whatever. It's just about the connections that you have with another human being. Like, that's the currency to me. So that's yeah. what I'm, that's what I prioritize and what yeah. fills me up and makes me feel good. And I think that Same. you're right. If I'm, like, if I'm doing well in that area, then... Yeah, cool. I'm I'm doing well. Yes, that's why. Like I, I like idolize you in that way because you totally
0: are. And as someone like I feel like we we have similar struggles. I'm mean, like always what I would put on the back burner were other people. I get so down on myself or so mm-hmm. caught in my own like eating stuff that I would just like stay home by myself forever and like blow yeah. off people and like didn't put myself. I out feel like there, I'm such a people not, junkie
1: that like I couldn't I I wouldn't even I I wouldn't be able to do it. I feel like I'm just like. <laughs> People give me so much energy and like a life force. I can go. It's not that I don't need any alone time. Yeah, but I'm good for like three hours every two weeks. I mean, same. Yeah. I mean, dur- during <laughs> yes. my during my day when I'm like working or especially in the mornings, like yes, I'm alone and that's fine and cool. But like anytime that I'm not doing my job, I'm like, well, I want people around. Like, yeah. why aren't why aren't we doing something?
0: Dude, same. Mm-mm-mm. But I feel like I just like don't go after it. You're wonderful about that, or like in the wrong direction.
1: I don't really know. Somehow I have like, not Figured it out. I have no choice.
0: I <laughs> it's, not a co- it's not like a. Co-
1: if I don't, if I'm if I'm sitting at home by myself, Then I'm just going to be on Instagram, like fucking around with these filters and just like yeah. making a fool of myself, and like that, like that's that's my alternative like I'm gonna call someone and be like do you want to come over and play cards like I don't know. <laughs> I'll go set a bar or whatever all right well
0: Christy Grody I'm gonna um posting pictures I gotta post a picture of what you're wearing right now because you're fabulous And thank you for coming on. And I said this before, and I mean it. And by the way, Chris and I kept referring to we said this before because we already recorded a podcast and we had technical difficulty.
1: Wait, yeah. I I want to like count. Did you give me as many compliments as you did on the last one? Because that was the condition that I would come back. (laughs) So I think before you called me a model, I didn't hear that this time. So I want to be clear about that. You called me an artist. And so I want to also bring that to light to make sure that those are put out into the airwaves it's
0: also true this is why you should follow Chrissy Joady's personal Instagram page because she is a freaking model and an artist and you're thriving on all of those things and all of the things I said before a badass corporate woman and starting a following oh, yeah. and has thriving you're just success all around you've you conquered so many things <laughs> okay, as we come think. To... okay
1: we, I think we've hit it Yeah. Okay, no, but... I'm
0: uncomfortable <laughs> oh good I'm just getting going just keep going I made us best friend bracelets if you want to wear yours now yes. okay um, but thank you for coming on and like I can't wait to have you back girl check out the what the fit podcast everything that she said I haven't how many episodes do you have oh my god I don't know
1: over a hundred yes so many I think I mean I haven't listened to every single one if I can if I can do a recommendation there's an episode called Christopher Smith triumph to freedom after 12 years of wrongful incarceration it is the most powerful episode I've ever done it's, It doesn't listen like a typical What the Foot episode But it is so 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 important okay. So I would say people go out And my grandma is on the most recent Yes, The System of Strength podcast She's on the intro And Grandma Katie is a hoot and a holler And you will love her Nice I cannot wait <laughs> I saw her all over Instagram um, and Thank you
0: so much guys And make thank sure you follow you. At Christy Grody and at What the Fit What the Fit podcast What the Fit podcast Oh girl, thank you. Oh my
1: God, thank you. This has been Person of Interest with Natalie Jones.